the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And the lifelong trader. This is the Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Tropical storm Claudette is dumping heavy rains along the U.S. Gulf Coast, bringing a risk of flash floods and tornadoes already to parts of Mississippi and Alabama. The National Hurricane Center in Miami said as of 7 o'clock local time this morning, the storm was located about 30 miles north of New Orleans with maximum sustained winds of 45 miles an hour. President Biden and Russian President Putin sitting down this past week in Geneva for a widely anticipated summit. Former Missouri Senator Jim Talent told the Salem Radio Network he hopes congressional Republicans see the value of increasing the budget for the Navy, our first line of defense, against an increasingly aggressive China. I think the the knowledge of that is migrating well out into the conference. I'm actually quite hopeful that the Republicans are going to take the line that we need the 3 to 5% uh, increase. This is SRN New. Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. Psalm 51, verse 5 says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Romans 3.23 reinforces this truth. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. God's word is clear. All of mankind is born with a deadly problem, sin, which separates us from a holy God. The wonderful truth of the gospel is that we can be saved through the work of Jesus Christ. He himself bore our sins on the tree, becoming a curse for us. He became our sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 20 says this, We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God loves you so much. Jesus is calling for you to be saved. Will you humble yourself today and respond? If you have any questions, you can look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Arby's Computer Service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own. Whether it's for your personal system or business, Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a Fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Welcome. Ah, King Banyan Show. Gorgeous day outside. Maybe we got a break in the heat at last. Sure feels it. 64 degrees up here. 83 in my office when I popped in this morning. They turned off the air conditioning. Hopefully they'll bring it back sometime soon. Uh, Happy Juneteenth for you, which is now going to be a a federal holiday uh, on on the calendar. I was looking around. Um, If you're an economist, 
you tend to think of there being no such thing as a free lunch. And so I ask myself, what is the cost of an additional holiday? And immediately went to say, okay, someone else must have thought of this. There must be research on it. Does it does it make sense? Which one? Does it make sense that there's a cost rather than a benefit? Because some groups will benefit, right? If you're if you're a retailer, people will have more time to go shop. If you're a if you're a restaurant, more people will go out to eat because it's a holiday. You can theme some of your specials at the restaurant or in the or in your store around the the Juneteenth holiday. So there should be a benefit to them. But if you work in an, in, a, in an office, if you are a manufacturer, if you are a builder of homes or office buildings, that's, an, that's one day of lost labor. And so it's like, okay, so how much does that actually cost? And believe it or not, I cannot find an estimate for the United States, but there are several estimates in other countries. They all suggest there's a cost in the cost seems to be not not de minimis i looked at uh i looked at uh one that uh one that was done uh in the uk not terribly long ago um and and what they estimated was that uh the cost was something something like uh about 2.6 uh 2.3 billion pounds for every additional holiday um, so that's 18 billion pounds for all eight holidays. If you want to put that in context, that's still going to be like less than one tenth of one percent of GDP. It's not, it's not anything, but it's like, you you know, when I when I saw the picture in my morning newspaper yesterday of President Biden signing the uh, the uh, Juneteenth Declaration legislation that went through on a very bipartisan basis. My reaction to it was, okay, well, we just spent a little money, but I suspect it's a lot less than the trillions we want to spend on infrastructure. So they didn't do they didn't do a whole lot of damage. And I've been and, and and I know, I know it will come up from somebody that's like, well, you know, there's a benefit on the other side. It's like yes, but everything has a cost. That's the that's what economists do. And I just wanted to know, okay, so we. What does a holiday cost the United States? And I, and uh, this some consultancy's done this for Britain, and I'm I'm now thinking to myself, I actually want to see if I can't actually come up with a number uh, for this. So maybe I'm going to have some fun with it, and maybe maybe people will just say it's terrible that I would try to calculate calculate uh, the cost of uh, of such an important holiday, or of any important holiday for that matter. Uh, anyway, um, hopefully, uh, hopefully you're sitting someplace cooler than up on the third floor of an unair conditioned bu- building, as I apparently am this morning. Uh, and um, and, and it, I hope you got the windows open. I hope you've got. I hope you've got yourself a fresh cup of coffee, as I do. And I hope you're prepared because, wow, was that a week? Um, everyone thought the Federal Reserve was going to do basically nothing that nothing was going to happen and i found this very interesting that the reaction of the markets in both directions to the fomc meeting the statement i mean i I, let's just start right there because i'm not going to read you the statement you know why i read you the statement after the last meeting Except for three words, it's an identical statement. How could the market have had such reaction to an FOMC statement that changed basically three words? And they're meaningless changes. It makes no sense to me. And yet, when I I pulled up a a minute-by-minute chart for for U.S. Treasuries, this is actually a five-minute chart, uh, for U.S. Treasuries, at at twelve fifty Central Time, our time here on on the Biz fourteen forty, because we're here in the Twin Cities. If you're listening to us around the country, then then make your own adjustments. Okay, so ten minutes before the 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 statement releases, 
the price is the the price on the ten the yield on the ten year bond is one point four eight seven, which I still think is pretty. You know, there's a longer run story that that over the last few weeks that rate has come off, and we talked we talked about this last week when we played uh, some clips from Larry Summers, who had to say, you know what, I don't understand why it's gone. I don't understand why it's gone down. Why why rates have gone down? 1.48. So the Fed releases a statement, and between between 12.50 our time and the release of the statement at 1 p.m., we go from 1.487 to 1.524. So we gain four basis points just on the moment of the announcement. And by the time the, the Fed chair goes to the podium, it's at 1.56. Understand, an eight basis point move in 30 minutes is a pretty significant swing. And I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk about the 10 year chart just for a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll tweet a clip to you, but if you can, you can just go anyplace and get a quote for US, US 10Y. Um, you know, go to whatever, go to CNN or CNBC or whatever you use to get quotes and just look up US 10Y. Um, and you'll find it. You get an eight basis point swing. I mean, you see it. It's like it's like all of a sudden there's this cliff in your in your five day chart, and you're like, "Wow, what was that?" Okay, well that's that's the period when the FOMC's released the statement, and before the chair goes to the podium. Okay, I'm gonna click forward five minutes. If I go forward five minutes, the rate now is at one point five seven, one point five eight. Remember. It started at 1.487, so we're now at nine basis points of change at that moment. In the very same period of time, the Dow Jones Industrial Average does nothing. 33,992 at 1 p.m. At 1.30, so it moved four points on a 33,000-point item, so it, it went sideways during that period it had not moved much before that so he goes to the podium he gives his press he goes to the podium and gives his press conference we're going to talk about that i'm going to take a i'm going to actually take a little time here to just talk first about some of what he said during the press conference which lasted and i took my mark down lasted uh, his his scripted comments lasted about nine and a half minutes so at the end of his comments, the rate's up to 1.581. So you've had about nine and a half basis points of change. All in the direction of saying, hey, interest rates are going up, interest rates are going up. Even though the statement, even though the statement had had almost no change in its language. And even though, I, I mean, I maybe we'll maybe we'll play. We'll play a bit of a clip here. Um, yeah, let's go to do this. Cut. Uh, um, we're breaking in a, a new. Uh, a, a, we're training in somebody new. Uh, so uh, I think Sean's with us. Here's Sean right here. I got uh, now. I got him. Yep. I see your message. I see your message, Sean. Welcome. Uh, he's uh, joining the Borg. He's been subsumed into the Salem. Uh, into the Salem uh, Death Star. Uh, um, uh, welcome, Sean. The pleasure is all mine. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Hope, hope, hopefully you can be prepared for this. Okay, I think we got time to play this. Let me play cut number one, Sean, your first test today. The 12-month change in PCE prices was 3.6% in April and will likely remain elevated in coming months before moderating. Part of the increase reflects the very low readings from early in the pandemic falling out of the calculation, as well as the pass-through of past increases in oil prices to, to consumer energy prices. Beyond these effects, we are also seeing upward pressure on prices from the rebound in spending as the economy continues to reopen, particularly as supply bottlenecks have limited how quickly production in some sectors can respond in the near term. These bottleneck effects have been larger than anticipated, and FOMC participants have revised up their projections for, for inflation, notably for this year. 
As these transitory supply effects abate, inflation is expected to drop back toward our longer-run goal, and the median inflation projection falls from 3.4% this year to 2.1% next year and 2.2% in 2023. Okay. So that turns out to be quite consequential because even though the statement doesn't say anything, there's a second there's a second statement besides the FMC statement. There is the famous dot plot. Now, if you're if you like Sean are new to the King Banging show here on the Biz 1440, you might not know what the dot plot is. And so what we're going to do is before I plunge into the rest of these clips that I have my goodness, we got I think 13 more clips from the press conference i listened to it so you only get the highlights but there were lots of highlights but what you need to understand about what happened this week with the fed is that the action was not really in the statement the action really wasn't even in the press conference it's the dots it's all about the dots And we'll be back to tell you why after this here on the King Bangin' Show on The Biz 1440. Fish are jumping and cotton is high. Your dad is rich and your ma is good looking. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to the Biz 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Impact Mortgage Corp. TV, Cash Call Mortgage, NMLS ID 1282-31, Glassing Lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $250,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. What's better than a mortgage interest rate and APR in the twos? How about a no-closing-cost mortgage loan with an interest rate and APR in the twos? That's right. We have no-closing-cost loans here at Cash Call Mortgage. We pay the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. So if you're looking to save a little cash on your monthly mortgage payment, Call Cash Call Mortgage today. Our quotes are always free. If your mortgage rate APR is not in the twos, Cash Call Mortgage could lower your interest rate and save you some cash. What are you waiting for? With low rates and no closing cost options, now is the time to refinance your mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing don't wait another day take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print you've already written a book so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to dorns publishing and get your free guide to publishing call right now 800-482-8399 800-482-8399 that's 800-482-8399 Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. There's a ton to explore at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Like the biggest savings around at our half-off deals tab. Click on programs to see your daily lineup. Win prizes at the VIP fan club. Catch up on your favorite podcasts and more. 
deserted There's nobody down by the shore Welcome back to King Banyan Show. The Biz 1440. It's the hour of the dots. What the heck is going on at the Federal Reserve right now? And how is it? This is a mystery. And this is a mystery we started to try to unravel last week, and we're going to be unraveling it for a while. As I noted, interest rates on the on the on the announcement went up by eventually got to nine and a half basis points. Now to cut to the chase, if you went to look at what happened after that, they actually end up dropping below where they were before the FOMC, the FOMC announcement at uh, 1 p.m. Central Time on, on, on Wednesday. They're actually now four basis points below. So we get a 13 basis point drop in approximately a little more than two days. And that is truly, truly remarkable. And trying to figure out why that happened, I'm, I can tell you right now, if you're expecting me to answer that question definitively by the, by the end of the show today, I don't have it for you. I don't know why that's happening. Um, there's a lot of speculation out there, and I'm going to say just pretty much every bit of that speculation is wrong. But in case you're new to the show, like Sean is, <clears throat> you might not know what a dot plot is. So let me let me let me uh, refresh you. During uh, Pres- uh, Chair Bernanke's time, Ben Bernanke's time as the chair of the Federal Reserve, the Fed established the practice of trying to provide markets with guidance about the thinking of the Fed as it tried to decide what it pr- tried to communicate what it is that the Fed is doing. And this reflects the research done by a number of economists. I've contrib- I can tell you as a, some, as a researcher here, I've contributed some, some articles on this idea. Um, they go back a long time since, I'm, I've been, since I've become a dean. I haven't written, I don't think I've written a single article about central banking, although I, I have a desire, I have a strong desire to do to in fact, do so, and I, in fact, uh, expect I'm working on a pa- an abstract for a paper that I want to take to a conference next year. Um, there, is, um, there is a number of uh, writings that Bernanke had and others, and the goal was basically, look, the bad aspects of monetary policy is when you shock people and you give them a big surprise. So let's take the surprise out of it. Let's be very transparent. Let's be very clear on what we're doing. And so what happened was the the federal to to refresh you every meeting the Federal Reserve Ask every member of the FOMC, that's the seven governors and the 12 bank presidents, meaning both those that vote on FOMC and those that don't, in case you're going, what does that mean? It means means the 12 bank presidents have rotating chairs in terms of whether or not they get to vote on the interest rate change. So unless you're the, the president of the New York Fed, in which case you do get a vote every year, the other four chairs rotate among among the other 11 bank presidents so you basically get one every third year the the statements that were made um the statements that are made are then summarized through a couple of charts and graphs and the chart and the chart that a lot of people pay attention to in this, uh, which I just tweeted out to you with the title, "It's all about the dots." So if you follow us, if you follow us, if you follow me at Banyan Show is the Twitter handle. If you don't follow me, that's okay. Just search for Pound KBRS. You'll find all the conversation for the show. Not just me, but our listeners participate there, and you can you can see that I've posted to you uh, a link to the to the summary of economic projections or the SEP as it's frequently called. Now, if you look at that particular picture, you can see that they've they they give it to you in a number of ways. They give you histograms, they give you 
they give you all kinds of things but the one that most people pay attention to and I'm, I'm just scrolling to be sure I find the right page uh, but I think it's toward the top yes here we go it is on page four of that report and what it says shows you is nobody believes the interest rate is going to change this year that's not news in the next year in 2022 seven Seven of the presidents indicated, seven of the presidents or governors indicated that they think there'll be at least one move. Two of them indicated they expect there to be two increases in the interest rate in, in 2022. And then if you look at the, if you look at the one for 2023, well, it's just, it's what I like to refer to uh, after the late, my late great uh, professor, uh, Tom Borcherding. Um, as a dog's breakfast, it's just all over the place. You got five that don't. Be- you've got five members of FOMC that don't believe there will be an interest rate change even in 2023, but the rest of them do, and the median of those is two. That's news. That was not true before. The markets reacted to that bit of news. Okay. Yep, um, and. <laughs> As, um, and as they, as the Fed, so, and it reflects, and particularly if you look at the dot plot for 2023, your reaction is, they seem not to be really clear if they know what's going to really happen in 2023. That's a pretty wide dispersion of opinions. And I'm going to play for you a couple of uh, clips now from the from the prepared statements. Again, if you're new to the show, you should know that uh, uh, the after every FOMC meeting and statement, the chair, Jay Powell, comes out, does a press conference. He has prepared text that's been written with staff and shown to the other members of the FOMC, so they all know what he's going to say. But then he's got about... Uh, somewhere around 50 minutes of question and answer that comes after that. So what I'm going to do is I, I played you the first cut in the previous segment. I don't, I, it's longish, so I'm not going to play that again. But I want you to play, I've got two fairly small cuts that sort of indicate to, to you sort of like, oh, not really sure. We're not really all that sure what's happening. So let's play this first. Cut number two, please, Sean. As the reopening continues, shifts in demand can be large and rapid, and bottlenecks, hiring difficulties, and other constraints could continue to limit how quickly supply can adjust, raising the possibility that inflation could turn out to be higher and more persistent than we expect. The Fed is basically saying there, we don't, we realize we're in a period of, of significant uncertainty. And he talks about exactly what they, he says, Look, if that happens, we're, we're, ready to, we're ready to move. Let's play that cut number three. If we saw signs that the path of inflation or longer-term inflation expectations were moving materially and persistently beyond levels consistent with our goal, we'd be prepared to adjust the stance of monetary policy. And it appears that there, there's some uncertainty about the path. Now, I'm going to say this now because we're here in the first hour of the show, but toward the bottom half of the first hour, and I want to be sure I get this said two or three times during the show. What I do not hear from the Fed at this moment is the theory of the case. I'm waiting to hear what's your theory for how this inflation will happen. You have said repeatedly that your goal is to get back to two percent inflation i've played this for you from past fed meetings for for months okay in august of 2020 they come out and they say look we're gonna have we're gonna have a uh, we're gonna have this new monetary regime and all we hear is that they basically did it they come up with a new statement in the statement, it's very interesting, I learned just this week, that statement was never debated within a meeting. The statement, was, the statement of the new policy framework was basically like the boss sending your team an email and saying, okay, here's what we're going to do from now on. Everyone okay with this? If not, send your questions. 
I don't know about you, but in my office, if the boss sends me a statement and says, this is what we're doing from now on, have you got any questions? It's not exactly an invitation to a conversation. When the when Chair Bernanke and the Fed debated coming out with the thing which led to the to the dot plot that we've been talking about, you can actually go now read the transcript of the meeting. There was a robust debate. People disagreed. People argued. I just listened yesterday to uh, the Shadow Open Market Committee meeting at Chapman University and listen to uh, Charles Plosser, who at the time that was issued was the president of the Philadelphia Fed. He was one of the people debating it. He had questions, and they were expressed. They were strong. But at the end of the day, they had a vote, and they decided, okay, this is the way we're going forward. Um, and I would I would argue, having listened, listened to Plosser yesterday, I'd say, okay, he still had misgivings when he left the meeting. I don't think what they're doing right now has actually been debated and discussed it does not appear that it has been and part of the problem i think then is you're telling me you're waiting to show to for inflation to get back to two percent but you're not telling me how it's going to go there all you're going all you're really telling me is we're leaving interest rates at zero until we see that we're near full, that we're that we're at full employment and that full employment has to include full employment for for diverse populations. That's all I've got. You've got no theory for how inflation is happening. All you know is, boy, if it gets out of hand, I guess we ought to do something. Okay? Um, you know what? Let's play that just one more time. I just want to choose this one sentence. Cut number three again, please, Sean. If we saw signs that the path of inflation or longer-term inflation expectations were moving materially and persistently beyond levels consistent with our goal, we'd be prepared to adjust the stance of monetary policy. And the problem is, every time you try to ask him, tell me what that really means. What's, if, if it's 3%, would you move? If it's 3.5%, would move? Is it 3% over one month, three months, six months? Or 4% over one month, three months, six months? You can't get an answer from them about what that is. That, in short, is the problem with what this new policy regime is. I can't, the transparency that Bernanke tried to build into the system, Powell's basically ripped it up and said, We're, we'll let you know when we get there. Don't worry, we'll, we'll let you know when we're, when, when, you, when we're there. I ought to be able to know before you tell me. That's what transparency means. We'll be back after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities a full head of hair they can do the same for you their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business if you have hair loss don't put this off another day contact i need at their office in egan for your free consultation experience you can trust prices you can afford today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at i need Now that spring is here, your windshield may be exposed to a few more uh, hazards. So trust your repairs to Advantage Auto Glass. Hi, John Wichko here, owner of Advantage Auto Glass. I'd like to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed right the first time. You root for your home team, so why not trust your windshield to your hometown repair shop, Advantage Auto Glass. 
So give us a call today at 952-423-6396 and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. Or if you call your agent or your claims line first, make sure you tell them you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass and no one else. Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396. And don't forget, you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. Inflation getting higher, makes it hard on the buyer. Unemployment on the rise, gasoline issues are with lines. Rent being paid late, please. Let the dollar circulate. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. The Biz 1440, thank you for listening on a Saturday. We have basically three points to make about the Fed. Because this is why this meeting was so consequential. One, I don't know what their model is for inflation anymore. Two, the dot plot. I think, I mean, at this point, I would say, if you're going to tell us what you really told us, indeed, I'm going to play this because uh, uh, I got a comment. We got a comment from Ken and Champlin uh, on, uh, on Twitter uh, who would have thought Jerome Powell was a Jedi Knight? He basically said, these aren't the dots you're looking for. Move along. All right. I'm going to, we got to, so I warned the, uh, I warned the, uh, the mothership, uh, in Egan that I'm going to jump around the, jump around the cuts a little bit. Um, so if you want to hear that, Ken, okay. I do take requests. This is cut number. This is cut number nine. Play that, please. Let me say a couple things, first of all, not for the first time about the, about the dot plot. These are, of course, individual projections. They're not a committee forecast. They're not a plan. Uh, and we did not actually have a discussion of whether liftoff is appropriate at any particular year because discussing liftoff now would be, would be highly premature. It wouldn't make any sense. In our, in our, uh, if you look at the transcripts from five years ago, you'll see that sometimes people mention their rate path in their interventions. Often they don't. Um, and, and the last thing to say is d- the dots are not a great forecaster of, of future rate moves, and that's not because it, it's just because it's so highly uncertain. There is no great forecaster of, of uh, future dots. So, so dots to be taken with a, with a big, uh, big grain of salt. That's exactly the opposite of what Bernanke said. I I should have thought to the, do this. I should go back and find the Bernanke press conference where he explains why the dots are there. If you're not going to use them, if they're just, ah, here's a bunch of opinions, we thought we'd send you this. Look, the market went up, the, excuse me, the yield on the 10-year went up by eight basis points while we were waiting for you to get from the from the conference room to the podium. Lots of people lost money in that period. Now, the buyers of those bonds as as the ten year as ten year prices dropped made money over the next two days, but you wouldn't have thought so at the time. I mean that's pretty remarkable. 
we're just not going to let me let me go I got to go find that again. I mean that's just that's just crazy. There is no great forecaster of future dots. Or does he mean future rates? Not even sure about that. Not even sure about that. Indeed, let me go I've got to go ahead and play the next cut. We will we'll, we'll we'll the next cut of that. Okay, so so he goes on he goes on and basically kicks more dirt on the SEP. Cut number ten, please, Sean. And I honestly the main message I would take away from the SEP is that participants, many of many participants, are more comfortable that the economic conditions in the committee's forward guidance will be met somewhat sooner than previously anticipated. And that would be a welcome development. If such outcomes materialize, it means the economy will have made faster progress toward our goals. So the other thing I'll say is Rate increases are really not at all the focus of the committee. The the focus of the committee is the current state of the economy, but in terms of our tools, it's about asset purchases. That's what we're thinking about. Liftoff is is well into the future. We're going to get to the asset purchases because he had he had some he played coy on this. They actually, I think, thought out what they wanted to talk about this maybe a little bit better. But it, I, honest to goodness, it's as if he came to the meeting not realizing, oh, yeah, along with the statement, we also released those dots. Ah, don't pay attention to those. Those don't really mean what you think they mean. Okay. Um, that is, that is kind of crazy. Given that we've just spent about a decade of Bernanke and Yellen time and the early days of Powell, where the dots told us the dots were immediately being read. Heck, people were going, because the statement itself is so meaningless. I, again, I go back to tell you, if you go look at uh, this statement that was published this past Wednesday, and you compare it to the statement published in, in early May, you can only find three, you can only find two changes that change, I believe, approximately three words. So there's nothing in the OFMC statement that will tell you what's what's going on. And the dots are meaningless. They're just a collection of individual forecasts, and you shouldn't pay too much attention to it. Well, gosh, if, if, if now asset purchases are going to be everything, you know what's not in the summary of economic projections? The path of the balance sheet, which passed $8 trillion on Wednesday, on the very day he's at the podium, okay? The next day, the Fed publishes its balance sheet, does a weekly publication of basically its balance sheet. They don't call it that, okay? It's titled, I posted this to you, Factors Affecting Reserve Balances. Well, that's basically the the Fed's balance sheet. That balance sheet which which in may of excuse me in march of 2020 had been on a glide path downward from four and a half trillion and had reached and taken off almost 800 billion dollars so we're about three six three seven somewhere in there and i still felt it was too high there i'll admit okay so i've never been happy with the size of the fed's balance sheet even pre-pandemic but has now grown out to $8 trillion. And what's not in here, when he says, when he says, as he says at the end here, it's about asset purchases. Well, you can't see what they said about asset purchases. He's not telling you that. This is, I, again, to me, it's like, you know, I, and I, I read, read comments from people I highly respect saying, well, the Fed did what it had to do. It's got to start getting off the, get off the plan, right? But basically what happened is the Fed reacted to the fact that inflation came in higher than expected. Heck, let me, let me jump ahead uh, over to, to another cut. This is, um, this is Jim Bullard. Uh, he is the president of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. He was on CNBC um, Thursday and is asked about 
is asked about the Fed statement. And so he says this. Let's play cut number 15, please. I think the, the committee has been surprised to the upside over the last six months. Um, if you look at the December 2020 SEPs, we were projecting 4% real GDP growth in 2021. Now we're saying 7% uh, real GDP growth uh, faster than China has grown in recent years. Um, we were projecting just 1.8% on core PC inflation. Now we're saying 3% in 2021 on core PC inflation. We've got unemployment coming down uh, dramatically uh, through the year to 4.5% by the end of the year. So this has been, uh, you know, we were expecting a good year, uh, a good reopening, but this is a, a bigger year than we were expecting, um, more inflation than we were expecting. And I think it's natural that we've uh, tilted a little bit more hawkish here uh, to contain inflationary pressures. And so I hear that from President Bullard, and that means, and that's why I'm not at all surprised that the Dow Jones, the Dow Industrials averages went down three and a half percent this week. Of course they did. The Fed is saying, yeah, we've been taken a little bit by surprise. So all that conversation about bottlenecks, about, uh, and so forth, and I'm going to get to that, because uh, there was a fascinating question and a question and answer where he had a story and then he went way off okay uh went way off that you know what let's i want to play one more cut from uh from president bullard this is cut 16 please sean the inflationary impulse i think is uh more intense than we were expecting uh the you know three percent on core pc inflation we how long has it been since we've seen that uh, so I think uh, there is some upside risk to that. You've got more reopening to occur in the second half of the year here. Some states and cities just opening up now. Um, so I think you could see uh, even some upside risk to the inflation forecast. So if I look at the if I look at the PCE forecast, right? I'm I'm taking a look right now. There, the core PCE forecast says. The median is 3%, and PCE, the, the headline PCE inflation at 3.4% for 2021. PCE inflation for the first five months of the year are running over 5%, including 8.4%. And so I get the base changes and so forth. I understand all that. I'm just doing math. I'm just doing math. And if I want to say that I'm going to land on 3% for core PCE, and I had something closer to 5% for core PCE for the first five months. Okay? You, if you get the Jeopardy theme sounder, go ahead and play this. What would the inflation rate have to be in the second half of 2021 so that five months at 5% and seven months at this number averages out to 3%? Okay. Well, the answer turns out to be you need inflation the second half of the year to be 1.8%. All right. And I hope, Alex, that I wrote down all the money I had in the pot at that time. That is, that is, that is, I think that's part of the reason why the Fed is not really wanting you to look too closely in the summary of economic projections. That number doesn't make sense. Do you really think the second half of the second half of this year inflation's going to back all the way down back below 2%? It might. It might. But when I hear when I hear President Bullard out saying what he's saying, I'm thinking hey, I don't think he believes that. And again, I go back to the Fed does not have a the- does not seem to have a theory for how inflation is going to be generated. They seem to be be receiving it as signals from on high rather than something that they actually are trying to control. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440.
The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill 800-430-8761 800-430-8761 that's 800-430-8761 well i moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018 and the siding was terrible hi i'm dave from modami i got a hold of jtr through friends It almost looked like a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. I can probably help you fix your plumbing problem yourself so you don't have to pay me. Hi, I'm Troy from Champion Plumbing. If you have a plumbing issue, go to our YouTube channel first. We have a ton of videos to help with common plumbing issues, and we make it simple with step-by-step instructions. At Champion Plumbing, we want to empower homeowners like you to be the champion in your own home. If you can't repair it, then go ahead and give us a call. Subscribe at youtube.com slash champion plumbing. That's youtube.com slash champion plumbing. Listen to the King Banyan Show Saturday mornings at 9 here on the Biz 1440. It's the latest economic news, trade information, your monthly jobs report, and much more. Join us this Saturday morning live on the Biz 1440. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream the Biz 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Just to show you what I mean, I think they're trying to play the music to calm me down. They think I'm getting a little hot up here. Well, it is warm in this room. It's almost 85 now. The things I do to bring you what's happening at the Federal Reserve. Mm, mm. King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Yeah, they're just trying to settle me down. Just to show you what I mean, that the Fed does not feel like they really have a grip on what's happening. He gets asked a question in the press conference, about halfway through the press conference, by uh, by uh, uh, Craig Torres, um, by Craig Torres uh, from, uh, I think this is Craig Torres, isn't it? Yeah, at Bloomberg, uh, and he uh, and he asked a question about about uh, looking at how they're doing their targeting, and this answer is kind of kind of annoying. Let's pl- let me. I, I warned the crew I'd, I'd jump around here. I'm going to play cut number eleven, please, Sean. We look carefully at the idea. We've all read all of the literature around <clears throat> different formulas for makeup and things like that. And we concluded, and I, you know, I strongly agree, that uh, it's not wise to, to wed yourself to a particular formulation of that. So we did adopt a discretionary. <clears throat> uh, it's, there's an element of discretion in it. it uh, you know, it says that we will seek, to, seek inflation that runs moderately above 2% for some time. And it's, it's meant to create a broad sense that we want inflation to average 2% over time. Uh, but, and that under the, old, under the old formula, under the old framework, uh, what was happening was 2% was a ceiling. 
because all of the errors were below, you were always getting back to 2%, so you were bouncing back and forth between 1.5 and, and 2, and we wanted them to be centered around 2. So, so that's, that's the approach that we're taking. So you can – what he basically did in that statement was say everything that you learned about the Taylor rule, you can just skip that. We we did adopt a discretionary, and then he catches himself, a discretionary regime. He didn't want to say that because that would have been too provocative. So he says, there's an element of discretion. Well, that's like the, I, I remember a, a, a funny line that uh, Alan Alda used to do on MASH about how he'd make a martini. He said he'd just pour gin into a glass and whisper the word vermouth over it. Well, I think that they, their current monetary policy is is they pour discretion into the glass and they whisper the name Taylor over the top of it um, to pretend like there's still some there's still some soupçon of a rule in there. There is no soupçon. There is nothing. They are, and and I wouldn't be even mind that if I thought they understood how inflation was to be created. But they don't seem to know how it's being created. They seem to be caught by surprise. They seem, and and they say, "Hey, well, if it turns out to be higher than we think, we'll react." Right? Go ahead, play that one more time. Cut number three, please, Sean. If we saw signs that the path of inflation or longer-term inflation expectations were moving materially and persistently beyond levels consistent with our goal, we'd be prepared to adjust the stance of monetary policy. That's discretion. That's not a rule. That's discretion, which means the Fed is simply flying by the seat of their pants, and and you better just hang on for the ride. All right, when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about I'm going to talk to you about some of the other pieces, the taper tantrum, and I. But I'm going to start with this idea: you got to listen to to the answer to an inflation question. This is what convinces me that they don't exactly understand how they're creating inflation right now. We'll be back after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. I have a traumatizing childhood memory of an Easter egg hunt. The big hunt was a big deal in our family, and I have this memory of running and excitedly reaching for eggs, only to have my big brother and sister sweep in and steal them at the last second. It's Ryan, and unfortunately, this is a traumatizing reality our Faith and Family Mortgage Team is seeing from families across the country. Families are finding their dream home, only to have it pulled away by another hunter at the last second. At United Faith Mortgage, we unfortunately cannot scare off the other hunters, but we can very quickly get you pre-approved and make it look as good as possible to sellers. And then, once you do grab that Easter egg... See our story and read how our direct lender advantage can often save your family monthly and lifelong money at unitedfaithmortgage.com. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Meadow, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1335. Rack Animalist number 62233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, or Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775... We have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today, 
or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines.